Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, everybody. I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Penn Holderness. We are the Holderness family, and this is our podcast, and it's our favorite thing. It is our favorite thing. We get to sit. We get to talk. We get to just... Just dive into ways that we can become better humans. We get to talk about things that we care about. And look, we care about the stuff that's on Facebook, but sometimes it's a bit uh, frivolous. Frivolous. Is that the right I, you term? Know, but I have to say, the world needs frivolous. So I'm, yes. not, I'm not going to... Uh, the world. I call it like cotton candy for your brain. I mean, it's yeah. not... You're not going to... I mean, we're not going to win a Nobel Prize off that stuff, but um, we may for this podcast. Oh my gosh, I'm kidding. I, I, I don't even take that seriously. We do, we do love to make those silly videos, but this has been an amazing opportunity for us to. You okay there? Sorry, I, I I just coughed, and Kim looked at me like we With might need COVID. to go to the emergency room. No, oh I just have something in my throat. <laughs> not anymore. Twenty twenty, you can't cough. Yeah. Anyway, so I don't know if you've heard, but we have a book. And it is available for pre-order right now. It's everybody fights, so why not get better at it? Get better at it. So, and, we, and it's at every it's at everybodyfightsbook.com. It's available for pre-order. So if you did pre-order it, it really helps us out because then when it actually gets released in March, and then they see all these sales, and then they get on lists, and then more people can find it. Yeah. So it's like a cool favor. Thanks. I hate asking you for stuff. Anywho, today. We're talking with Dr. Christopher Edmondson, our marriage coach. And he helped write the book with us. We're not going to read the whole chapter. We have an abridged version so that we can get to Christopher a little bit later on. But there's a lot more meaty stuff when you actually buy the book. This one is an argument that you have heard about before. It's the toilet paper battle. But we, we did a lot of work after learning about secret contracts with Christopher. And there's a bit of an update in what we're going to talk about today about how we've gotten better at it. And how you can take these conversations, take this language and and really put put your relationship under the microscope with these secret contracts and ways we have found more and more in our marriage and a really quick ways to solve these problems before they blow up. We also discovered that Kim hates paperwork. And it's the, a real discovery. And Penn's poop schedule. So there's Yeah, that. those things you're going to learn about all those things. There's a lot, guys. <laughs> Let's get to the chapter. The fight. 
Sometimes being internet famous sucks. For example, I live in constant fear that someone will witness me hulking out on my kids when I'm shopping. And then there'll be a bunch of comments on our next video saying things like, oh, sure, she looks nice and all. But guess what I saw her do in Target? <laughs> Which happens. That, yeah. <laughs> there was one time when I weighed the pros and cons of using our internet platform for my own devices. I almost decided against it. Then I figured, screw it, I'm using this. I'm going to harness the power of the internet to bring great shame upon my husband and get him to do my bidding. Evil laugh. The cue, the evil laugh. I actually did. Yes, thank you. It started in the bathroom. In the nearly 15 years I've been married, in 12 years I've been a parent, I am the only one who has ever placed a roll on the metal rod in the bathroom. The week that pushed me to the brink had been taxing. I'd gone head to head with every member of the family about leaving wet towels on the floor. Then I went into our downstairs bathroom and saw that somebody had used the final square of toilet paper. The cardboard tube was still on the holder. Suddenly, I zoomed out and saw everything clearly. I lived in a house with slobs. I'd knocked myself out to take care of them night and day. And in that moment, it felt like they couldn't care less about all that effort that I'd put in. I took a deep breath and considered my options. Should I walk upstairs, find more paper in the closet where I store enough for a national disaster, which actually came in very handy during COVID-19, and replace the TP? Or... It was time for Penn to figure this out. I snapped a damning pic in front of the empty roll and posted it with three question marks on Instagram. Within hours, I had thousands of messages saying, oh my gosh, my family too. And people started sharing their own pictures. The toilet paper standoff was on, friends. At the time, Penn didn't understand the workings of Instagram, still doesn't, and had no idea that I was posting. Over the next seven days, it was like gorillas in the mist set in our bathroom as I documented how my family either used the bathroom without toilet paper, the horror, or made the extra effort to walk upstairs to use a stocked potty. I got messages from women encouraging me to stay strong, saying, you've got this and we're here for you, Kim. Don't you ever give in. Finally, after a week, someone alerted my husband to what was going on via social media Traitor, I'm warning you, I hold a grudge. Okay. Uh, Christopher's listening to this and taking very important notes, and we're just going to keep going. But first of all, hi, Christopher. Um, We remember this argument, right? Did you pick up on anything new and just uh, like quickly? Uh, Nothing new except that one of my favorite parts of that read that Kim just did from the book pages was the Pim doesn't understand the finer points of Instagram. And, you know, we wrote this a little while ago and she dropped us still doesn't. So I might want to get into that. A yeah. Bit. yeah, we'll get because that's it's definitely okay, not, though, not, that he's, yeah. he's very good at a lot of things. Instagram, not his jam. Anyway. Oh All right. Here we go. Moving right. on. So this is this is the part of the book where I get to give my side of the story. OK, I'm going to show I'm upstairs, right? I'm enjoying my morning quiet time on Twitter. And I see this tweet saying, Penn Holderness, she is killing you. That's all it said. She's killing me. What? So I looked through my feed and there was nothing from my wife that made me suspicious. I went through Facebook, nothing. Finally, I remembered, oh, Instagram. That's where Kim has her gorilla platform. Uh, she knows that I would rather watch TikTok than look at Instagram stories. And I'm not an 11 year old girl. If my wife wanted to sneak attack without any fear of me knowing about it, 
Instagram would be the place. So, you know, respect the player, Kim. Nice. Uh, once I got on Instagram, I figured out what the deal was pretty quickly. I mean, it's not like I hadn't noticed there was no toilet paper in the downstairs bathroom. It's just that I had been wiping my butt with Kleenex, which is way better than wiping with toilet paper. People who tell you that it doesn't go down the drain are full of baloney. That's a racket invented by big toilet paper. If you use one or two tissues, you're going to be fine. You just have to let it like soak there for a second. Let it get a little softer mm. and you're golden gross toilet paper is the worst even the sturdiest most expensive brands do not get the job done and they do not feel good in the time since toilet paper was invented in 1857 we have invented basically everything cars planes oreos spaceships and we are cloning and 3d printing everything else yet somehow there have been no major advances in toilet paper technology in over a hundred years why can't i get toilet paper to feel like Facial tissue. I'm inventing toilet paper that feels like Kleenex. Do not steal it. Thank you. You're Copyright safe. pen holderness. You're safe. But my cushy Kleenex well had run dry as well. The day before I saw the Twitter message, the tissue box had disappeared. Should have known, right? I spotted um, it and took it out. My last toilet appointment, I had to waddle into the kitchen with my pants down by my ankles, <laughs> knees facing out, holding my butt cheeks apart the whole way <laughs> until I could get a paper towel. True story. It was nine o'clock in the morning. Our house is filled with windows. Any jogger or UPS driver happening by would have been scarred for the rest of his or her life. But I got to tell you, paper towel, if they're good ones, they're not bad. <laughs> Back to the moment uh, at hand. Historically, if I had worked long enough and waited long enough, the new role of TP would always show up. I'd been batting a thousand for nearly a decade and a half. I'd been conditioned to expect it because that's what had always happened. Pavlov's dog started drooling, and when the bell rang, the food was always there, right? Same thing. But uh, with your butt. But anyway. with, same thing, but with my butt. <laughs> when I saw the Instagram story, I made my way downstairs, all twitchy and embarrassed. And I said to Kim, this is insane. What are you doing? Why couldn't you just tell me to replace the role? I have no defense for the toilet paper incident, except that I didn't know it was a thing until my wife made it a national conversation. A very funny one at that. And I will tip my hat to her. It was, it was good content. But how had TP become important enough that she felt she needed to deploy a social media nuclear option? That's the question. At that moment, Christopher introduced us to the term secret contracts. And now he's here to kind of coach us. Thanks, Christopher. Share with us the wisdom about secret contracts. And really quickly, when, when you read the book, you will see Christopher's name over and over again uh, because he, he is a part of the book. But, yeah. uh, but, but this is the part that he kind of wrote for us. Yes. So I do have a question. It's a clarifying question. And you guys know that I love clarifying questions. Yes, you do. In human relationships, really with your spouse, your partner, your person. Also like them with your boss, your coworkers, your children. So Penn, you used the phrase here. Uh, I believe it was um, uh, you had uh, your last, my last toilet appointment. What in God's name is a toilet appointment? I need to know oh, more Christopher. about that. Like, Christopher, do you, do you uh, put these in your as calendar like, as I like, am? Explain, uh, explain nine to me. To 9.30 a.m. <laughs> uh, uh, Eastern time. Yeah. So we could travel to the West Coast and it's 6 a.m. It remains 9.30. Uh, we can be in Europe and it's 9 a.m. Eastern time. Yes. Yeah, this is, it is an absolute it's, clock and it is an appointment that I make 
with I, his butt. I don't have any plans. Like we, we remember, like remember that morning we went for a walk. Oh my gosh! And I was like a mile away, and then I started running like an ostrich. <laughs> but with this like butt like, clench. Yeah, like, like back home because we had we yeah. I'm like let's go for a walk. We dropped the kids off at school, and uh, it was 8 a.m. And then the walk kind of went a little longer, and then he's like, oh god, oh god. He started. And I just don't have, I mean, it, and it, it's a daily appointment and it's a big appointment. It's admirable. And it all goes out and I'm done. I, it's admirable. Yeah. As somebody who's not as regular, it is very admirable. So we have that bowel movement part of the marriage counseling cleared up. So there's So that's that. good. So we're like trains in Germany. And so toilet paper is required every day. I just wanted to establish yes, that. Correct. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, uh, we'll go back a couple of years when this, when this sort of first happened and came up. The reason why I thought like it had to do something with secret contracts, um, which are agreements that we make without ever realizing that we've made agreements because we've repeated behaviors or we've allowed something to go on too long that maybe we didn't like, but we thought it was cute or it wasn't that big a deal. But after several years, it becomes a bigger deal or we just kept doing the same chores. It can be everything as complicated as or as complex as, you know, there's a certain way that couples flirt with each other that always leads to, you know, more smooching and more sort of alone adult time, right? All those things can be forms of secret contracts. And the the phrase that y'all use when we first talked about this, Penn actually writes in his section in the book, and it's the historically, like I had history that if I just waited around long enough, another role would suddenly appear. Mm-hmm. And that's what made me start to think because here was Kim really frustrated by something that she, in even the way you write it in the book, I feel like I've, I've just been doing this and no one notices. And then Penn uses the phrase historically. And so that just sort of set my spidey senses off that something had happened here and you guys had probably never discussed toilet paper. And so it was a secret contract. <laughs> yeah. It was something that was controlling your behavior, but, but it was a secret between the two of you. And it, and it very quickly, obviously, turned into, I do everything, you do nothing. It turned into, the, and it's not just the toilet paper, it's grocery shopping, it's doing the dishes, it's picking stuff up, it's all this stuff. When we came to you with this issue, you very quickly pointed out, like, mature people ask for what they want, you should just, you know, we had the whole secret con- contract conversation. But I quickly learned that I rely, it goes both ways. For sure. And we can, we can definitely get to that. I think like what I really want to get to is the moment of discovery that we had, I was expecting to get clobbered. Like I didn't see how this wasn't going to be a hundred percent my fault. Right. Like that, it should have been a hundred percent my fault. And I was stunned when Christopher said what he can maybe rehash for us, which is, you know, secret contracts are also more about communicating than they are having to do them. Right. Because you, because you're a mature person, Ben, right? Wink, wink, <laughs> ish, ish, ish. But you're 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 clearly physically capable of getting off your behind, even in your toilet appointment. I mean, if you can walk with your pants around your legs, <laughs> you're welcome for that imagery. To, right to the to the paper towels, then you can also walk to the cabinet and grab a new roll. So it has nothing to do with the inability to perform it, the inability to accomplish the task it has to do with the expectations of who's going to do it why are we why is that person going to do it and when are they going to do it 
And again, it was just really clear to me that y'all hadn't had that conversation. And so it really wasn't about toilet paper. It was about communications. And over time, secret contracts become sources of resentment. Um, They become places where I don't feel like I'm getting acknowledged for the hard work I'm doing. They become places where um, bad conflicts can begin when simple communication about why are we doing that? And if we've been doing it this way for three or four years, how do I tell you I don't want to keep doing it this way anymore? That's why we get the secret contracts. We take them and their little sort of dust bunny selves that are stuck in corners and we pull them in the light of day and we talk about how we got there and if we want to stay there in those same roles, roles and relationships. And where do you see in your work with couples that these secret contracts, is it, is it usually housework or is it more layered than that? Where do you see that these become problems the most? The, the, quick, the quickest one is sort of gender stuff. And I know there's a lot of conversation about gender in society. And so I'm going to speak in generalities and and I'm, I'm not trying to start yet another culture fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've got more we got, than we got a lot of in America, yeah. America. But I do think that typically uh, – we raise, we being the royal we, most Americans, we raise girls to say yes and be very pleasing and to be caretakers. Mm-hmm. And we raise uh, boys um, to be strong. Uh, sometimes we even encourage them inadvertently not to serve their feelings. We, we send them signals that feelings are weak. Um, and we raise them to think that their job in the world is to make big decisions and sometimes not worry about the small things. Mm -hmm. Now that's not true for all men and women or boys and girls. I want to be clear about that. But what happens in the first secret contract, I usually see like the entry level has to do with household work or sort of like gender roles within a relationship. Uh, Because you you know, you don't have to be uh, alive very long as a person, particularly if you are someone who is really paying attention that is reading, that is uh, trying to expand your, 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 your life and your time. And you want to fill your time with crafts or hobbies or good things. And you start to think, why am I always changing the flipping toilet paper? Mm-hmm. Right? That, that seems to be something that we ought to share. It's pretty menial. Why is it always me? And that's often those sort of basic sort of common sort of American historical gender roles are sort of the entry level secret contract. It starts to get much more complicated when there are secret contracts about money. Mm-hmm. And that happens in so many relationships. Suddenly one person is the one paying all the bills and is the only one that has any idea of what's actually going on with the family finances. And it can even get really complicated around questions of intimacy. So there's a certain type of way that a couple has been flirting and that flirting always leads to, like I said, to some more smooching. And then suddenly one of the people, we've never talked about why that flirting leads to, to there or if or if we both even like it. And one of the people says, wait a second, stop. And what makes that a secret contract is that the person that was flirting and trying to be nice suddenly realizes, oh my God, I've been annoying all this time. And so there's been this unrealized contract there between the two people in the relationship And it hurts when someone wants to call the terms of the contract or bring it to an end. I always enjoy the moment when Christopher, who is also a pastor, has to find a way not to say sex. So he either does like more smooching. He'll do like he's never done like the biblical like and he knew her like whatever the biblical (laughs) term is. He's never gone in that direction. But he knows that kids listen to this. I know. Well, I I do like what what I try to do, you know, and I, I can say all that. But, you know, that it's much more fun for me to come up with fancy 
or, or cute metaphors. Like when I'm working with couples and they, they have intimacy questions, I always say, well, what do you mean by intimacy? Do you mean holding hands on the couch or like lock the door married people time? You know, <laughs> that's another good one. Like, so, but I, I, I do think that secret contracts, they usually start off pretty simple. Yeah. And they usually are about, they start off at the beginning of things that can be solved pretty easily with some honest conversation. The trouble is, is that if we get a lot of secret contracts and we both think they're working in a relationship, suddenly we can start to do them about big things. And those big things, money, um, sex, they can be huge speed bumps and obstacles to healthy marriage. We had some big things that were beyond toilet paper, we discovered when we kind of started unpacking. And it had to do with specifically Penn's role as a cheerleader and the the happy golden retriever in our family. And he's the professional mood keeper. So while I am in charge of, which by the way, here's what happens. Like I love to cook. So I become, I become the person in charge of grocery shopping and cooking. Then he, he all of a sudden becomes in charge of just like the general mood of the family. And so he wrote a little bit about that. You want to read some of that? Yeah. Thank you. And there's a little bit from you also on the bottom. So we can both read it. Okay. Um, Okay. So what Christopher had said about secret contracts hit me deep when I realized that they applied to stuff that was bigger than a chore wheel. The first thing that came to mind was a conflict that's been in place in our relationship for as long as I can remember, or I'm sorry, a contract that's been in our place. (laughs) Let's try that again. The first thing that came to mind was a contract that's been in place in our relationship for as long as I can remember. I don't need to tear it up and write a new one, but it might need to be drafted or amended. Uh, We have a contract that states that I am the official mood keeper upper in our relationship. Kim. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or even exhilarating. But one thing's for certain. If you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you will gain insights and uncover truths that you can only find in therapy. Get those personal breakthroughs and judgment-free support by signing up for Talkspace. At Talkspace.com, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. There's no need to commute to appointments, miss time at work, or line up childcare in order to attend sessions. It's mental health care made easy. Talkspace is also affordable and in-network with most major insurers. To celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering every listener of this podcast $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness to get $80 off your first month with code SPACE80 and to show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash Holderness with code SPACE80. 
calls me a golden retriever, and it's true that I generally am very happy-go-lucky and eager to help. I like to tell jokes and keep people smiling, and also I'm happiest when I'm fetching things or being rubbed. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Here's where the secret contract makes things tricky. Because I am the golden retriever, I feel like I'm supposed to be happy with whatever bone is in front of me, no matter what else is going on in my life. It can be a lot to handle because sometimes I get down too. I've had really, truly sad moments that feel like a female period times 20. Did I write that? Yeah, I I actually fought you on this. Remember, I'm like, you don't know what a female period feels like. So how are you going to multiply it? Wait, for the the record, I also highlighted that one when we talked about it once. How did it make it into the book? I don't know. I I flagged that hard. And you're like, no, it's you actually like you did research on it. And no, I like, did research that. You're for like sure. males have mood swings like periods. But I was that like, didn't that part didn't make it into the book. It's <laughs> just me saying anyway. So yes, I do. There are there are male like mood swings and they happen more like cyclical. So yeah, like it's four like a male or five times a year. It's like, like a male cycle. Anyway, yeah. whatever. Anyway, well, it's in the book. Too late now. Uh, <laughs> um, on top of that, I've recently started getting some pretty terrific little panic attacks. But when I start to slip into sadness, I don't stop and look at what's going on. I'm much more concerned with making sure everyone around me is happy. I'll finish up here by saying, I have a perfect example of a time when I could tell Penn was wagging his tail when part of him wanted to be curled up in a ball. Penn does not find value in being sad. My brain will spiral like a corkscrew at the first sign of trouble. It's not cold. It's not a cold. It's pneumonia. It's not pneumonia. It's lung cancer, the contagious kind. <laughs> Penn's brain isn't programmed to do that. He doesn't take a deep dive just to be sad because what good is it going to do anybody? But after 15 years of marriage, I can tell when our golden retriever is sad because he gets really quiet and Penn is rarely quiet. His mom has a pretty advanced level of dementia that has developed and presented itself over the course of a decade. For the first half of it, her fully capable and coherent husband could help out with it, but his dad has also started slipping himself. It got to a point about two years ago when Penn knew he had to tell his parents they needed to leave their home. His mom needed around-the-clock care, and she needed to be away from his dad because he was her crutch and not necessarily her nurse. There is a reason why it's called skilled nursing. Amen. That's hard to say to your parents. Now imagine Penn, the happy-go-lucky, make everyone happy guy doing it. And so, by the way, I want to give you credit because that led to a conversation about secret contracts that you started yes, to try to help me. And I just said the term. I said, secret contract, you're trying to be our golden retriever when you really just want to be sad right now. And Yeah. That was something that we did after Christopher had taught yes. us about it. But I mean, yeah, like we said, it goes beyond a chore wheel. It goes beyond even the the basic, we normally do this and now I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Well, and if you, you guys probably don't remember because that was a time where that was intense. Mm-hmm. All those decisions around how, around how do we care for parents who are struggling on their own? And the two of you came to see me and I gave you some advice and some professionals to talk to. And I said, in the middle of that, how are the two of you taking care of each other? And back then, the two of you described that process to me about how Kim had said, you know, I think I finally gave him permission not to have to pick us all up, that it was okay to be sad about what was happening to his parents. 
And I had this sort of really smart alecky smirk on my face, like my work here is done, grasshopper. <laughs> I, mean, I, I remember that really well. I really do. And it was, um, and I, I, so yeah, I I benefited. Whereas he benefits from the toilet paper fairy coming in and putting it on. Like I benefit from, like he allows me to be set and continues to. But uh, so what I say in these situations is like secret contract. Tell me, like talk to me goose what's going on and knowing that like it actually makes me feel good to be able to lift him up occasionally it, f- it makes me feel like i have value when i can be the cheerleader and i lit but we literally have to verbally pass the baton of i okay i got this now let me be let me be the strong one for a minute and um not that i'm not strong i'm a strong person but you know what i mean i also think it was interesting because when we got to that conversation, which is, I am, I mean, let's be honest. The conversation is I'm always the one who's cheering everyone up. Mm-hmm. We had to use language that elsewhere in our book, we tell you not to use. You should never say, you always do this. I always do this. Mm-hmm. You never do this. But it's kind of implied when we're talking about secret contracts, right, Christopher? So the, the, there's, there's, the language component is important when we're talking about this. Well, contract implies by its by its it implies always it does it implies that you are duty bound to show up and perform whatever duty it is which i seem to recall when we talked about toilet paper we laughed about before (laughs) quite a bit duty you mean because you keep saying duty yes you're right i'm doing it again (laughs) years later i'm doing it again the contract implies that you're going to keep performing that role whatever it is over and over again and what was beautiful about this story from the book and about this episode in your marriage, this moment was that Kim was essentially saying by naming the contract that you guys had that was in the background that Penn had to pick everybody up saying, I'm not requiring you to play that role all the time. And if you will, what was a secret contract became one that was now a negotiable one. I'm around you guys quite a bit. Penn is still the happy energy most of the time in your home. And I think both of you like that deep down inside but what happened through that episode was that Penn no longer only had to be that role mm-hmm. and your marriage became healthier for that you took the secret contract and made it a negotiable contract where Penn didn't always have to keep doing that same role keep playing that same role over and over again and that's always healthy always healthy for a relationship and I think having the words to say and the framework around it, and it, it didn't get very, I mean, the, we started off with the toilet paper and the household chores and I do everything, you do nothing. It started off very combative. But after we worked through that, having the language to put around it, to be like, this is a sequel, secret th- contract. This is the definition. Yeah. This is what's happening to us. And now we, we can talk about it in a safe way and there's not, we're not raising voices, especially about that, but it it has come up several times in, in, in a tiny way, very, in a funny way that Penn probably gets annoyed by. Whereas I do cooking and all that stuff. I, paperwork is my kryptonite. Yeah. This is a new development. I, well, I, you know, like we just talked about this. Well, here's my thing. I have always been the person that has been responsible for it but stuff gets lost i 
um, I, I filling out paperwork for kids to go to camp. Thank God. Honestly, I br- I was like sigh of relief when camps got canceled this summer. I'm like, I don't have to do the paperwork because it's like 20 pages. Well, camp paperwork is antiquated and terrible. Well, anyway, um, but I don't. I struggle with forms and paperwork. You've been I, banned from booking airplanes and hotels. I, I will book a wrong city. I will like. I just <laughs> there's something about it that I either can't. I have like anxiety, not anxiety, but I just don't want to do it. And then when I do it, I do it poorly. So now down to like filling if he fills up all my personal information and just shows me where to sign i'm like fill it out i don't even care i also occasionally forge your signature i mean wait we should cut that out right no I mean, no just leave whatever. it in leave it's it in. nothing yeah. like nothing important just leave it in leave it in leave it in and, and we do it with you right in front of me yeah because i'm like i don't even want to sign should, it yeah but that's like a secret contract we've made and i'm like sorry babe secret contract you're the paperwork now so sorry yeah well, go ahead so I was just going to say one thing that's that I, I, I always am worried about being uh, what's the right word over like what word do y'all say when you get a lot of negative comments hammered what snarked what was it oh, you don't want people to at you at me yeah. I don't want people to at me about my thing about gender roles a little earlier and I want to sort of play with something that Kim said and just try to give an example to the listeners but Kim said I love taking care of my family. I love cooking for them mm-hmm. uh, a little earlier. She's actually said it twice in the last few minutes and listeners can go back and, and they'll hear her say it a couple of different times. That is something that traditionally has been uh, more feminine. It doesn't have to be. It absolutely doesn't have to be. But if that's who you are as a, a woman, a wife, a mother, a partner, whatever of that set of roles that you play, if that's how you are, I just want to be clear that that's perfectly fine. Where it gets dangerous is, is that if you never talk about that with your person and suddenly you've cooked every meal now for 15 years and there's never been conversation about it. And it's just a role that you've assumed that started out with joy. What secret contracts can do is that it can actually poison the well. They can actually sap that joy out of it. And I make that because if Kim for 15 years did all the camp paperwork, all the school registration forms, all that, you know, Kim, you sounded like you had no joy about that at all. No. That's correct. The point where I was actually happy when camp didn't happen for my kids. Yes. Sorry, you're being robbed of childhood experiences, but I did not have to do paperwork. <laughs> I, but I didn't have to do that. And yeah. that's why, that's why secret contracts around chores, around roles, around what what task you perform for your family around your emotional availability that's why they can become absolutely exhausting and and you're so right because even though i i I love cooking there are nights where i don't want to i've been working all day i'm on something and why and then um lola will be like what are we having for dinner? I'm like, I don't know. What are we having for dinner? I'll like throw that a little bit. And then I have to say like, okay, it's, it's my fault. Like I, I, and I take this on and then I have to back it up and that's when we order pizza. <laughs> but, or I'll say pen, you're in charge tonight. And then it's not it. good. Well, oh. no, it's good. Oh yeah. Oh, you want to in charge of cooking. Yeah. Yeah. Now sometimes I will cook. Yes. But most of the time I will not. He gets takeout, which is fine too. Yeah. Like we've, we've, I always say like we're supporting our local businesses those nights. So we've been supporting a lot of local businesses later. Oh, man. All right. So this has been useful. Yeah. I think I want to, I want to remind people that, um, and I'm not trying to like super advertise this, but I kind of are, I am that we wrote a book that this was just one of the chapters, but the kind of the way that we solved secret contract and 
talking about what you want and actually giving it a name, it pops up in a bunch of different chapters. Like it's a really useful one chapter for you to hear in this podcast to get you started on the role to communicating and fighting better when you're a couple. And so that when you, you can identify, I think that once you know the term and what it stands for, we were able to see how many different ways that it was a part of our life and our relationship. And I'll point out in friendships, this happens and yeah. in, in work relationships, this happens, happens a ton in work. And, and like I, in, because we work together, we get a double whammy. Like there are certain things you do that I'm like, when I, we have to, we shoot something on video and you would say, Hey, can you go load this into Dropbox, whatever? I'm like, oh, I don't want to. Okay, fine. And then you just do it. And so I know that just, it takes, well, yeah. I'll give you an example from my other job, other life, other than being a dad and your friend and sort of supporting you guys and helping out on this book. But at the church where I work, we had an employee that kind of was the administrator of the entire facility. And he was with us for 25 years. And the last three months before he retired, I had him start writing down all the things that he was doing. I remember this. And somebody <laughs> said, why are you doing that? I'm like, because we don't know what you do anymore. In other words, there had been so many secret contracts yeah. that had happened or so many secret vocational add-ons to what he was doing. Just on any given morning, he was doing all this stuff that nobody had any idea was the thing that was making the trains run on time because over time, he just did it. Just accrued. He just did it. Because he's awesome. Yeah. That's right. And he just took it on. So I, I feel like that happens in every business. It happens in every business. And if you've been married for more than a few years, it's happening in your marriage. And the choice that everyone has is, can I ask to get out of these contracts? Will my partner help me find ways out of them? Or can we amend the way that we do them so that I don't feel like whatever it is, the toilet paper, the cooking, the cleaning, the lovemaking, whatever it is, is all on me. That's what we're trying to do is we're trying to get those sort of things that are in the secret because we never talked about them, throw some light on them so that they become things that we can negotiate instead of things that make us frustrated isn't uh, very slowly yeah. over time. Isn't there also this kind of added bonus to when you make that list and when you inventory it all that you, like some appreciation will come in. Like you probably had a new appreciation for this man. Let's just call him Jerry, um, you know, for, <laughs> for fun uh, and all of the stuff that he did. And, and I think you're able to pass that on to the person you're having a conversation with. Yes, I think absolutely. No marriage was ever hurt by naming things. Never. Now, some people can hurt each other once something is named by how they handle what's been named. Mm-hmm. In, right. And that's where we get into catastrophizing when we get into absolutes. Like we may not handle the conflict well, but me naming something that's frustrating me always has the opportunity to make my marriage, our marriage, your marriage to make it better. It really does. It may take a few days, yeah. but it always has the potential. And so getting those things out into the light, inventorying them, can always be and should always be a source of of improvement. And what, see, what happens with I'm sorry, honey. Um, what happens when? Okay, let's say it's an inventory, and let's just lean into some general roles because, like you were saying, the the entry level secret contract often ends up being the, the chore wheel. So, what happens when? Let's lean in. Um, the woman is saying, you know what, dude, I do the cooking and I that do the type cleaning of list. And da, 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 yeah. I, I do all this stuff, and you. 
I don't, I don't, I need help. I need, I need this. And what if he comes back and says, well, I'm sorry, I'm at work all day and I'm on conference calls all day. And, I, and so how do you negotiate with somebody who is unwilling to hear it? Because Penn, I have to say, for his part, was very willing to hear it. Yeah, I think at one point I asked, sort of like he did with Jerry um, Schmolten, um, you know, he like he, he asked for this person's list. And I think what we're talking about is we're listing in anger. Right. <laughs> so, well, if you're listing and the other person's like, well, I do this. Like, how yeah. do you negotiate that? So the first thing that I would do if that couple came to see me is I would have them realize that trying to list that way, like it gets accelerated and it's maybe it's tinged with some anger. It's certainly tinged with some resentment and just sort of piling on. We call that kitchen sinking and nobody likes to be kitchen sink. So I would say that the list may be completely valid, but throwing 30 things at your person at once probably is a strategy just to start a fight instead of reach a healthier place. And so I would say, what are your top three? Like, what are three we can work on right now? You can't fix the whole list in one conversation, but maybe I can fix one or two or three, or maybe I can fix one. Maybe we can fix one and we can talk about where, how we would get to two or three. What are your, what are the ones that are the most frustrating? Because when you kitchen sink somebody, which is just throwing everything that you've been piling up in the sink at them, they typically are going to fight back and stonewall on you because if it's secret contracts, they're going to feel blindsided. Mm -hmm. uh, that person you know, and that's one of the typical things that happens with secret contracts. I had no idea. I thought you were happy, right. which is why they're secret. Right. You know, I, I thought I thought cooking every night for 15 years made you happy. Right. Right. That's why it's a secret. So you got to pick the one or two or three things that maybe can be fixed in a short amount of time. And hopefully if you do fix them right then, if that couple fixes those one to three things or makes them at least better. Now you've set up a new pattern of communication about how you can fix number four and five and six and so on. I like it. This is good. This is a good, this is a nice update from what we had before. Um, because we've, we've moved beyond the toilet paper yeah. into the real world. Yeah. We start, we've kind of dug in. I like it. But we're still on time. Like the trains in Germany, apparently. I yeah. We, um, although we had a fun fight last night. Anyway, we're working on it. Which we're fine. <laughs> we're over it. We could have just made that the episode. No, it was ridiculous. Christopher, we've got oh one for gosh. next week. I'm, uh, I'm here to help. It's, here to help. No, because it, it's no, no, but there was no, there were no, well, I was the winner, but there were no, it's fine. It's, um, it was a communication based and we're fine. We're resilient. We're good. I'm just going to keep saying we're fine. We're <laughs> fine. Everything's fine. No. Um, as always, thank you for uh, coming in and helping us out with all this. And also, obviously, thank you for your help in the book. And we will keep kind of feeding some chapters to you guys as we get closer to the release in March. The March and all yeah. the book order stuff. Information. Yes. Yeah. Everybody fights book. That is the camp. website or just Google Holderness Family Book. It's just as easy. Yeah. And, and did I did I hear that right? The official release date is March. Or, or, or. March. Well, it's, it, it says it on Amazon, but then the publisher told us something else. And um, so we're, we're, we're trying to figure that out. We don't out. know who's right. We know that it's in March. Yes. Uh, and so there's, there's plenty of time to go through some more chapters. All right, Christopher, as always, thank you so much. Thank you, by Thanks, the way, guys. for doing this. I just want to like full disclosure. We taped this on a Sunday after he had delivered like 47 sermons and he's still like rolling. Still going. I don't know how, like my dad, when he got done with sermons, he was in his, like, I still remember it was a white t-shirt 
boxers and like black socks black. all the way up Preacher to his knees socks. at 12.06. <laughs> he was done. So I am in awe of how hard you work, Christopher. Well, bless you guys. Always great to be with you. <laughs> Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.